What it do, Sports Betting Nation? Aces High here with you. I am joined by the one and only, the great Hardways. Mike, how you doing, Mr. Hardways? Doing great, Aces. Doing great. It is Monday here. It is both a sad time and a happy time in the sports betting world because while we don't have a whole lot of major sports going on, in fact, this is the only time of the year that there don't have any of the four major sports outside of the NBA Summer League these days. But this is the day before the All-Star break, or the All-Star game, and then the day after the All-Star game, there's no sports either. We don't have a whole lot to bet on, but we do have the All-Star game, and we do have the Home Run Derby tonight. So let's start, though. Did you watch our series this weekend, Friday, Saturday, our series spotlight? No, I got all my information about that series from Mr. Hardway's Mike, because I'm listening to all his podcasts. I did not watch the series. I only knew what you were talking about. And you were saying, hey, Otani, he's getting crappy odds. Do not bet him on player props. That is correct. We did not bet him. I did say to take the over on Friday, and it was a slugfest both days. So the Dodgers won 11-5 on Friday night. It came in very handily, very easily. It was in by the sixth inning. Mookie Betts hit a home run on Friday night. Now, I, I did pass on his props to hit a home run on Friday. Unfortunately, Mookie hit two home runs in the game on Saturday. That game was also huge run scoring game. I think it was 11 to 5 and or 10 to 5 in that one too. So the Dodgers won both of those games. Mookie is the hottest better or hottest player coming into the home run derby tonight. It was a great series overall. Hey, I love it. LA putting on a show for the locals there. You know, we got the Crosstown Classic over here. What do they call it? The Crosstown Classic. Nope. Crosstown Classic, the, the White Sox and the Cubbies. And then it's the Subway Series with the Mets and the Yankees. Right. And they have to have something out there in L.A., no? Or they just they don't care about baseball enough. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Regardless, they're it bringing is. it for their local fans. And you got to love that. Got to love how Hardways was hammering the over. He's like, hey, get out your sports betting app. Put in the over. Bet it. It comes through like nothing. Like we're butter. getting plus money on the over both days. And I couldn't could not take it. Now, not to be outdone, Shohei Otani did hit a home run on saturday night so he he has had a home run but mookie Betts, man three home runs over the last two games the guy is hot coming to the all-star break we will talk about that in a little bit the all-star game and especially the home run derby which is tonight but we do want to recap a couple of things the john deere classic which was out at tpc deer run spencer straka just had an incredible round he shot a 62 yesterday which he ended up winning at 21 under I, I had Chank in there to win. I had McCarthy in there to win. Both of them were in the top 10, but they couldn't get it done. So good for Spencer Straka on that. We do have another tournament. I think it's the Genesis Scottish Open out somewhere in uh, England this week is the next PGA event. And then NASCAR, we had the Quaker State 400. William Byron ends up winning that one, followed by Daniel Suarez. And then Almendinger, a lot of common names there at the top. But we do have very big tournament going on right now. We're right in the thick of it. Your wheelhouse, Aces. Tell us what's going on with Wimbledon. Well, I hate to be the one to tell you this. I don't know if you saw the news because it just happened, but Titsipis drops. He loses. And he lost to Eubanks, too, which, come on, Tits. You can't lose to Eubanks. Actually, funny story. I was sitting here watching the match, and I was like, come on, Tits. You can do this. He was looking great in the first set. Took down Eubanks. Lost the second set to Eubanks. Third set. I mean, 4-4, he loses his serve to let Eubanks go 5-4 against him. I'm like, screw this. I'm done. I'm not going to watch this crap anymore. Head to the gym, jump on the treadmill. You know what's on the TV right in front of me? <laughs> oh. The Tizipis match. And I had to watch him lose the rest of it. It, just, it wasn't fun for us. No, for us futures betters, it was not a good day. I'm sure you're you're crying a little bit over there, no? No, I, j I didn't hear it. I knew he was playing. I didn't want to watch it. I know Eubanks is tough, but man, dropping a set, the first set to, or excuse me, dropping the second set to Eubanks, puts him on his heels, and then 
Six four six four. That is that is tough. And it looks like Rune dropped the first set to mit do Dimitrov there, and then also Alcaraz dropped a set to Berrettini. What is going on today? Yeah, Alcaraz. I couldn't believe that one. And he didn't just drop the set. I believe he dropped it six three too. But then he did come back. They're playing right now as we're speaking. And also, I got the Dimitrov Rune game on or match, I should say, on as we're speaking too. Both good matches. I Dimitrov. It doesn't surprise me so much that Rune you know, drop that set because Dimitrov's a good player. It does surprise me very much that Alcarez, you know, lost that set to Berrettini. I just did not expect that. But he's been playing some – Berrettini's had a great tournament so far. He took down Zavrev, the great German, you know, in straight sets last match. Then he took down Minar, the um, set before – or the match before that, I believe. And then Sanago, who's a good player, he had to play him first round. He took him down too. So Berrettini's someone you might want to put money on if he beats Alcaraz, because obviously he'll become one of the top three favorites then to win the tournament as they go into quarterfinals. Yeah, I wonder what his odds will jump to if he ends up beating Alcaraz. Alcaraz right now sitting at plus 350. These odds are on DraftKings Sportsbook. Djokovic, minus 200, no surprise there. Medvedev at plus 1,000. But Berrettini right now at plus 6,000. If you wanted to drop something on there before he, if he unlikely wins against Alcaraz, Man, that might be something to look at. Now, did Medvedev get a walkover? I, I see it's two sets here against Laheka. Yeah, I was watching. That was early this morning. <laughs> you're probably you're you're the late shift over here at SBI. I know, so you're probably sleeping in. But yeah, he did have a walkover. He was going to dominate the match anyways. And I'm not sure exactly. I never have the sound on when I'm watching the game, so I'm not sure exactly what happened. But it was a walkover. Medvedev took the win, but he he was going to win that one anyways. I mean, he's rightful right now, sitting in that three spot to win the tournament. And so then after today, we've got tomorrow's matches, which would be, uh, I think, Sinner, right, versus Safulin. And then we get into, I think it's the quarterfinals after this, or is it the, 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 where this tournament's wrapping up pretty quickly, is it not? Yeah, we'll be hitting the quarterfinals then. And that's where, if you have futures bets, unfortunately, we didn't make it there with our tits bet. We could have started hedging in the quarters, but he did not make it there. So once we get to the quarterfinals for those futures bets, if you had over that plus 1,000, well, depending what your match setup is, let's say if you had over plus 2,000 ticket on your player to win, you know, the tournament outright, you could start hedging quarterfinals usually, especially if they're somewhat of a, and probably not going to be the favorite, but if they're not a huge dog, then you could start hedging pretty well. I mean, it's a good strategy to help lock in some money, lock in some profits. If you made a good call at the beginning, I there's no shame in it. Some people tell you you're you're giving up expected value in the long run. But my thing is, listen, we're, we're doing this to try to make money. And if you can guarantee yourself some money, I say go for it. I, I hedged my futures on the NHL, on the NBA earlier this year. I have no shame saying it is it is totally fine if that's the way you want to play it. If you don't want to, that's fine, too. That's entirely up to you. But, yeah, around the quarterfinals is when you could start hedging there and make some money. Is that right? That's right. Now, I'm giving a perfect example, an exact example. And people that listen to this podcast know that I have money on Sabalinka. You probably know you remember from talking on the podcast that I have money on Sabalinka to win the women. We're jumping over to the women's side now. I have money on her to win the tournament outright. They're jumping into the quarterfinals. She's going to be playing Madison Keys, who's, man, she's playing some good, good tennis right now. But I'm going to be looking at the best book to bet Madison Keys on. I'm not going to hedge out my full bet. But if I look at the lines, I can see that Bet Rivers plus 165 is the best line on Madison Keys. So I'm going to be dropping a little bit of money on that. Not a full hedge by any means because I do think Sevalinka is going to win that match. But if I'm wrong, I get a little bit of that money back that I put out on that futures bet. So I'm definitely in the camp that always try to be betting down that money that or bringing down that money that you put in. Always try to be lowering your risk. 
Essentially, your risk is the amount of money that you bet because you can always lose your entire bet. But if you chip away at a little bit, a little bit, yes, your profit in the long run goes down a little bit, but your risk also goes down. And I'm always about bringing that risk down. That's good advice. And certainly play to your risk tolerance as well. But looking at the women's, it seems like it's been a mostly chalk uh, tournament so far. Rabakina, they just started against Hadid Maya. Uh, Sabalenka won in straight sets. Jabur won in straight sets. It's been, and then tomorrow we've got, uh, I believe, let me take a look here. Yeah, Pagula's playing tomorrow on Suyatek. So we still got the top four or five ranked that are playing. Not a whole lot of upsets in this. If we take a look at the odds, Suyatek at plus 160, Rabakina at plus 290, Sabalenka at 330. And then who did you say you have money on? I have I have Sabalenka at a futures bet to win the tournament. Obviously, I said that I'm going to bet Madison Keys to bet her, right. beat her, but that's just a hedge. So. Yeah, no, that's interesting. What did you get the odds are? Because right now, as I said, Sabalenka at plus 330 to win it she, all. Yeah, she hasn't moved much. I, I want to say I got him at plus 380. I don't think it was in the 400s when the tournament started. So, you know, not great odds. But as you said, the the women have been really chalk lately, other than Andriva, who Madison Keys just took out. She'd been beating some people. She beat Krechkova, which is the big upset, if there was any. Yeah, I would say that was an upset. But she beat Krechkova, and then she beat... Potapova, I believe, last match, but she's the one that was really had a chance to upset everything. But then Madison Keys took her down. So now we're back, back to that chalk. Nemer's not really moving much on the future side. What do you think about Jessica Pagula? Currently ranked four, but she's got plus 2,000 odds on DraftKings. Now, if you are betting any of these, while we are just looking at one sports books, Odds, of course, you want to line shop and find the best odds for it. Pagula could be plus 1,500 on another book, plus 2,200 on a different book. So you want to find the best odds. But Aces, what do you think about Pagula? She's playing some good tennis herself. She's up against an unranked Vondrusova for this tournament. Any shot that she can make it to the final? I mean, there's a shot. She's also playing in the doubles, which we haven't gotten to the doubles at all. But she's playing women's doubles with Coco Goff, a, a tennis player I know you know well. Um, and they're playing pretty good tennis over on the women's double side, if anyone wants to look into that. But I'd stay away from Pagula just because, you know, it doesn't make sense for me with how I have my money laid out right now. If she ends up playing Sabalenka, obviously I will be betting on Pagula, and I probably will be betting a little more heavy to hedge off a little more of that risk because she is playing well, like you said. Well, that's that's something that I'm going to be watching a little bit more closely. We've got some time. As I mentioned today, we've got just the home run derby. Tomorrow, we've got the all-star game. I can't wait for that. And then Wednesday, I think we've just got the summer league and NBA. So we'll jump over to that real quickly. But after so, we'll we'll be watching Wimbledon as we get these ranked competitors fa facing up against each other as the tournament field narrows. We're going to get some really great matches. I'm really excited about it. Over to the NBA summer league. It's been a good tournament so far. Remember, this is like a 10-day plus 10, 11-day tournament that they they – face all the teams play and and i think the format is top four make it to a four game tournament but anyway there's some good money to be made if you want to take a look at some of the lines now the bulls did lose the other night just looking at right now the clippers and the kings clippers have the best odds that we see and it's actually pretty nice minus 124 over on bet rivers and that's better than the minus 130 on DraftKings and FanDuel. but if you're back in the clippers here we got a low hold here in fact i know Caesars often does these bet and gets where you bet a certain amount and you can get a free bet in rewards. So the Clippers plus 120. This is a mainline low hold 120 on the Clippers over at Caesar Sportsbook minus 124 on the Kings. Another one, Minnesota Timberwolves plus 140 over on DraftKings Sportsbook. That's better than anything that we're seeing. And the Jazz are minus 150 on both BetMGM and Caesar Sportsbook. Aces, I got to ask, <laughs> I know the answer, but I got to ask, are you watching any of the Summer League this year? 
No, I'm not. I, I am really excited, though. Did you hear about the new in-season tournament coming next year in the NBA? No, I didn't. Tell me it's, about this. It's fantastic. I don't know a lot about it. I'm not the NBA guy. You know, we got NBA folk over here at SBI that could probably tell us more about it. But they're going to be having an in-season tournament. And I'm looking forward to how this is going to be impacting the betting atmosphere. It's supposed to be coming in December, I believe, is when the tournament will actually start its structure. And that just leads for a lot more opportunities in sports betting. So I'm looking to, I mean, I'm going to be doing a lot of research on it, making sure I understand what's going on and seeing how I can take an ed, get an edge in that. But that's what I'm looking forward to right now. The summer league, you know, I don't even watch the regular season. So <laughs> I'm not the biggest summer league guy here. You're talking about low holds. If I find a good number and I can compare it to over here at sportsbettingintel.com, we got, you know, SBI lines for every game. If I can compare it to that SBI line and I'm getting a good number, I might jump on it. But I'm not really seeing a whole lot of that right now. Yeah, it's surprising. The last two years prior to this, when the Summer League started, there was plenty of good value. You could find regularly, every day, ARBs between the, the big books. Feels like they've kind of tightened it up after this tournament started. They, they've gotten a little sharper. In the very early days, you had plenty of opportunity to take advantage and find some offlines and even some ARBs there. They have certain, the books have certainly uh, adjusted how they're setting their lines. I will say, I did take the Cavaliers the other night at when they were up by 20. To win it all, they I got them at plus eleven hundred. They're currently plus seven hundred. I took the Bucks when they were at plus fifteen hundred. They're currently at plus nine hundred. Now the, the big challenge there is a lot of the towards the end of the season, teams don't care about this tournament too much. So if they have any superstars or any young rookies that they don't want to get hurt, they might rest them at the end of the tournament. So it's not like a regular. It's not like the, the Olympics or you know the NBA title fight where everybody's playing until they're full killed. So while I'm I'm happy about how the, I've gotten some closing line value on this. Certainly the odds could change just based on teams resting players. So yeah, that's a great that's a great point to bring up. The the randomness just increases, right? The randomness increases. It certainly does. And books really do their best to account for it. And we as betters can can try to predict as best we can. But when it comes to tournaments like this, exhibition tournaments, and that's why season or week 18 in the NFL is so crazy when it comes to both fantasy football and sports betting because we don't know what teams are playing we know what teams are playing for something but we don't know what teams are motivated who's going to be sitting players who wants to play for pride and so on so when you've got things like this where you don't really know that teams are going to be playing to their full kilt it's difficult to to bet on these games so you want to make sure that you are being judicious when placing your bets we do have an exhibition technically but something that I'm excited about and be aware that I'm not sure what books can be truly sharp on this but we've got the Home Run Derby tonight. I'm really excited about it. I love watching the Home Run Derby. Have you looked at any of the odds for the players, Aces? To be honest, I ha- I'm i looking at them right now because you just said we're going to jump into it, so I want to look at them. This is the first time that I'm looking at them. I had not gone in over any of them. So for everybody who's not aware, we've got bracket-style tournament. They've changed it as in the past. We've got Adolis Garcia versus Randy Arizona. we got Luis Robert, hometown Luis Robert, versus Ali Rushman. we got Vlad Guerrero Jr. versus our guy Mookie Betts. And then we got Big Meat Pete Alonzo versus Julio <laughs> Rodriguez. And I will say, you know, I often talk about bets that go my way. So I had some line movement the other way. I took Luis Robert the other night. I took him on Saturday, I believe, to win at plus 500. It's now plus 550 on DraftKings. So I actually had some line movement the other way. So just be aware that you never know what's going to happen with these lines leading up to it. Do you have any leans on players? Obviously, I took Mookie just for fun. I don't have any sharp knowledge about this, but I got to back our guy Mookie. I took him to win 
And I took him, I took a, an exacta on FanDuel, Luis or Mookie Betts over Luis Robert. Anything you want to see in this match? No, I, I mean, Mookie, you know, maybe I'll throw a little bit of coin on him. I, I stay away. Kind of, we were talking about randomness before in the summer league tournament. That's why I stay away from, you know, the all-star game itself in the home run derby. But, you know, look at it. I'm, I'm kind of surprised if we look at that Vlad Guerrero minus 215, Mookie Betts plus 175. We're at juice of. 4.62%, which is not bad. I mean, they're putting these these lines pretty tight, which really surprises me. I thought they would have more juice on this, you know, outlier kind of event, but they don't. It's pretty tight lines. Yeah, it is very surprising. You figure that the books are going to take advantage of those square betters and think, all right, we'll, we'll just j- I'll jack out juice up to 6 7 8%. Whatever it is, they're not going to know the difference. They're going to bet it anyway. Now, there's probably 8% juice on the actual winners here, but when it comes to the actual derby matchups, so maybe that's where you can find some value is kind of digging in Maybe that's where you can find some value by digging in and finding low juice lines in the Derby. And then we've got the All-Star break, the All-Star game itself on Tuesday night. And that game is at, let's just pull that up. I believe it's 7 o'clock. It's a 7 o'clock start. NL versus AL. Aces, have you looked at the All-Star game at all? No, like I said, I'm not. it's not something I'm going to bet. I looked at the line. It's 100 for the National League. I, bet, I think you're getting even money in the National League and minus... 120 on the uh, American League, I want to say. They just announced the pitchers. Uh, Cole's on the mound for the American League. Yeah, Garrett Cole on the mound for the American League, and then Zach Gallen on the mound for the National League. You were right. So over on DraftKings, you got National League minus or plus 100, so even money there. And then you've got the American League minus 120. And over under set at 7.5. It always feels low, but you got to remember, you got aces on the mound for the first four, five, six innings pretty easily. A lot of times they'll let those aces go for two, three innings, those guys to start, and it's difficult to get runs on the board to start. I'm not sure which way I'm going to – I'll probably throw some money on it for fun. I like the National League. You know, over, under, you can get even money at over 7.5, under minus 120. It is in T-Mobile, at, at T-Mobile Park this year, which isn't in a very friendly – that's Seattle. That's the uh, Mariners Stadium. It's not a very home run friendly ballpark. So I don't know. This is a fun game. Throw a little money. If you got a little funny money, play the National League. That's the way I'm leaning. Maybe I'll look at the MVP for the All-Star game, throw a little money on there. But this is always, we want to say this when it comes to games like this, when it comes to exhibition, you've got to be careful with your bankroll. You've got to bet within your means. And remember that these games are just that. They're, They're exhibitions and they're designed for sports betting. You can make money, but realistically, we don't advise unless you can find an edge somewhere. And it's difficult to do. We don't advise putting a whole lot of your bankroll on a single game like this. No, 100%. And that's where it comes in. You want to have a little fun? Go ahead, make a bet, you know, but don't go anywhere near your full bet size. You save your full bet sizes. And depending what your system is, you save that for when you believe you have an edge. If you think you have an edge in the All-Star game, go ahead and make your full bet size. We, you know, we're we're more professional bettors than most people out here. And we don't believe that we have any kind of edge in the All-Star game. I will say that. So, you know, just size up correctly. I'll say that much. That's that's good advice. So we'll close it out with this. I do want to mention the big boys are back in the tournaments this week in the PGA. So with the Scottish Open coming up, Scotty Scheffler at plus 650, Rory McIlroy at plus 700, Patrick Cantlay at plus 1200, Xander Shoffley at plus 1400. I will look into these and I'll be back on the podcast later this week to give some recommendations on that. But we've got the heavy hitters back in. And then Aces, I wanted to spring this on you and get your thoughts. But our series spotlight this week is going to be MLB will be back on Friday, and our series spotlight will be the White Sox and the Braves. <laughs> Hammer the Braves. Hammer the Braves. We don't need to look at the lines. I said, I just got done saying how make sure you have an edge. You don't know what my edge is? The Braves are going to beat the White Sox. They're going to sweep them. They're going to take the series.
Well, after seeing Eloy Jimenez not get his time out and just walk out of the box that I, I called third strike last night, <laughs> I, I have a tough time backing the White Sox. But we will we will dig into these lines a little more closely. We'll look at the money lines, the run lines, the totals. That will be our series spotlight starting on Friday. That first game is at 6.20 p.m. That's it for us today. Aces, as always, it's great to talk to you on money. Anything you want to leave the people with? No, you got me excited now. Make sure you guys tune in. We're going to be going over this series. Excellent. I'm looking forward to it. As we say over here at SBI, you don't always have to bet, but when you do, wager wisely. <laughs>